Welcome to What's the Lesson, your trusted source for navigating the crossroads of parenting and technology in the modern age. As digital landscapes evolve, so does the childhood experience. For those of us who grew up in the pre-hashtag world, the differences are stark. Today's youth, especially what we are seeing with Gen Z, is coming of age in an era where social media profiles can be more important than real-life interactions. In every swipe, in every scroll, there is a silent narrative taking shape. One that's crafted not in the hallways at school, but in the vast, ever-changing realm of the internet. This digital identity brings with it new challenges. The constant, often subconscious comparison fostered by platforms like TikTok and Instagram, painting a portrait of life that is curated and refined beyond reality. Today, we're unpacking the complex relationship between the online personas our kids curate and the authentic selves we hope they'll become. We'll delve into the pressures of online trends and the psychological maze they create, yet also celebrate the incredible access to information that this generation enjoys. From digital detoxes that refresh the mind to self-discovery exercises that connect interests with intrinsic values, we're providing actionable steps to bridge the gap between the real and the virtual. After all, every click, every post, and every like is part of a larger lesson, one that we'll uncover together. Let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary, the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear. To supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. Welcome back to the show, Jill. Hi, Mir. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. You know, we are here to talk about some things. We are fired up to talk about some things. I mean, we did have this uh, scheduled at one o'clock to start recording, but we just started riffing on a bunch of different topics, <laughs> which I think is probably where some of the best subject matter comes from. Yeah. And if if I could give you any insight into how I spend a good chunk of my time, it's cruising social media. And I find that so funny because at one point in my life, I just wasted time on social media and it was like a really big want of mine. Like I put it out into the ether to use social media for good. For good. And yeah. Lo and behold, three years later, we've we've been able to build girls mentorship and we have 
an awesome community on social media. It might be small to some people's eyes, but they are mighty and they support the they absolute hell out of us. absolutely show up for us. And mm-hmm. it's really fun because we have a very engaged community. And when more people randomly pop up from places we don't even know or people we've never met before, we're like, look at the reach here. Right. So we know that sometimes we feel like, who's listening? Is anyone tuning in? But people are. And we know that the message that we're delivering is is resonating with a lot of people around the globe. And I, I want to point that out because now I spend a lot of time still cruising social media, but I have an intention in doing so. So obviously, as you well know, if you've been here for a while, and if you haven't, we work with teen and tween girls. So we host workshops, summer camps. We try to teach girls the lessons in life that we wish we would have known back when we were their age. So how do we show up as confident, not just as a front, but fully confident in who we are and what we stand for? How do we have healthy conflict? How do we set boundaries? What are values? The basic foundational things that we really lacked having or even knowing about until I'd say mid to late 20s, all things which have held us back or made us sit down on ourselves or have made us blame other people for circumstances that we have put ourselves in unknowingly, and it was easier to play the victim. So I cruise social media so much because I want to be up on trends and what's going on with Gen Z and now what's going on with Gen Alpha. I want to know what they're wearing, what they're listening to, their verbiage, because we need to have a pulse outside of our in-person interactions on what's going on in that generation. So one of the conversations Jill and I were just having was around a conversation that's happening on TikTok as to why Gen Z is starting to look older in some people's opinions than millennials. So I'm a millennial. I'm 35. Jill is a millennial. She is 37. It is a large age range in terms of what millennials are. But we've come to a conclusion around why this is a trending topic on social media, why Gen Z looks older than millennials right in this current point in time. And it's interesting. It's very intriguing. Um, And Jill, do you want to talk a little bit about why we think that is and how we can, we'll get into the how around why or how we can get away from that, but we, this is something we've noticed for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure parents tuning into this and maybe you're, you're not a parent tuning into this, but you're uh, you work with girls in some capacity and you've noticed over the years that you're like, you meet a you meet a teen or a tween girl, you ask them for their age and you're like shocked and stunned because you're like, I'm sorry, you look like you're 21. Yeah. That happens to us more often than not. And especially we were really keen with this um, realization around summer camp. There were girls who were between 10 to 13 that came to summer camp this past summer And we were blown away by just how mature they looked. And not only that, I also have three nieces and they're they're within the tween and teen uh, years. And I just I look back on how they dress and 
how they show up online. And um, I'm just like, you guys will never go through the awkward phase that I had to go through or what we had to experience when we were that age too. So what's interesting to answer your question, Mir, is it's just, it's been this evolution and the evolution has happened like I said, over the past years, but you and I are now kind of questioning, well, how and why? Why Why is it that these girls are dancing and, and doing these TikTok dances that have now become just okay? Like if you go to the grocery store, you go to a parking lot, you just see kids pop their phone up on something and they do a quick 30 minute, 30, 30 minute. minute. <laughs> wow. Whoa, that would it's be me. Whole- it's a whole choreographed routine. <laughs> a 30-second video or 60-second right. clip. And it's just normal. Like we just kind of like it's part of our society. We've we've moved or we've we've gotten over the shock value or factor. Right. And we now are starting to ask ourselves, like, hmm, me dancing when I was in seventh grade looked totally different. Dancing oh, to in sync with God, my friends. Totally different. Then the music that they're listening to, like these songs that are now like popular and trending on TikTok are not the Backstreet Boys. They're not Britney Spears. They're not not Michael Jackson. I mean, it is it's forcing our kids to not only dress a certain way, but also dance and act older as well. Well, and I want to point out that songs were raunchy when we were growing up. There was 100%. lyrics that we shouldn't have been listening to when we were growing up. So I don't yeah. think so much has necessarily changed in terms of like what they're listening to. I think it's more of how they're listening to it. Yeah. And I also want to stop and point out, I can appreciate the confidence that it takes to pop your phone up and dance in a public place. I think it's false confidence, though. I think they're confident to an online audience. But if they turn around to their public setting, it's not confident anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's a shell of confidence. Yeah. So I think that can be played with a little bit. There's like the allure of confidence that having an online audience brings you. But what we're seeing is that kids are lacking those same quote unquote confidence skills in in in-person interactions. And that's where we're seeing them selling themselves short and missing the mark. So let's get into the conversation. I'm just going to I'm going to pinpoint TikTok right now because you pointed out that we grew up and we had an awkward phase. You know, we didn't know how to apply makeup or do our <laughs> hair or dress and we overplucked our eyebrows. Oh, gosh. All of it. And that, you know, that's going to be a beauty trend, just like other beauty trends happen. And right. much of this is in terms of clothing and what kids are listening to. But TikTok has provided a plethora of information that we didn't have. So you could take a scroll on TikTok and see 10 different beauty influencers that are all doing their makeup in 10 different ways. So you could logically, as a child scrolling on TikTok, pick one of those influencers and begin to emulate how she is doing her makeup, right? Now you're asking your mom for drunk elephant bronzer drops for Christmas, um, Anastasia, Beverly Hills, eyebrow pencils, Charlotte Uh Tilbury, 
setting spray. Yes. Yeah. Which are all in- incredibly expensive if if we're just going to call a spade a spade here. Yeah. They're asking for these things younger and younger and practicing these ways of being younger and younger. So as a society, if you look at it, we've got makeup talk, we've got skin talk, we've got hair talk, and these are all um, iterations of TikTok. So you have TikTok, the platform, and then there are the certain influencers that then come on and speak about their quote unquote expertise. So makeup right. artists, people who do clothes as, as in stylists. And we as a society, parents included in, the, in this, have given our kids access to this information for them to now consume. And like I said, emulate. So they're not reaching the awkward phase because they're consuming information on how to do makeup from someone who has been in the makeup industry for 15 years. So now they're painting their face in a way that shows them to be someone who looks like they're 25 years old. They're dressing in styles that looks like they're 25 years old. Their haircuts are different. The way they the way they go about life is 180 degrees different than how we had to learn through life. So I think what they're starting to see now as they're getting older, so this girl, this video that sparked this whole conversation, the girl said she was on live with her boyfriend. So on live, she was speaking to a live audience on her TikTok platform, and somebody asked her boyfriend how old she was, and her boyfriend jokingly said, oh, she's 70. And the girl replies back, haha, oh, I thought she was at like mid-30s. She said she was quickly humbled because she was actually 23 years old. This girl did not look like she was 23 years old in At any all. way, shape, or form. At her, all. her hair, her makeup, her clothes, all of it, the jewelry, the way she accessorized, put her in her mid-30s, to be honest, from, from our perception. And that I think that's where, as a society, we've done our kids a disservice with the information overload. One of the many areas we've done our kids a disservice with the information overload. Yeah. Well, and I think this is a really great point to call out around digital persona versus who you are in real life. So digital persona versus real self, um, where kids are forced to have um, this identity um, online. Like I need to. It's a personal I need, brand. Yeah. I need to show up in my Lululemon Align tank and my Nike flyers and whatever it is. Brands have been a part of all of our lives. Like you always wanted the coolest things. But it is, it is like you said, Mir, it's a personal brand. Like you have to show up this way in order to fit in with what's cool, what's relevant, or you feel left out. So for us, this really raises a red flag around your kid exploring who they actually are. Are they, you know, doing it because everyone else is doing it? We've been there. We know what it feels like to just want to fit in. But as an adult, how are you noticing that is your daughter really starting to group think? We like to say group think versus individually thinking for herself. Like, does she have her own flair and style and is okay to do stuff differently versus her friends? Or is she really the follower? This is a really great 
conversation that you can have with your daughter around being okay to stand out because you want to be your authentic self, not standing out because you're blending in, because you want to fit in. Well, and that that's such a great call out. Um, is your daughter a CC of someone else? Is she a copycat a co- or mm-hmm. a carbon copy of yeah. someone else? And I, you saying that um, reminded me of a quote from Taylor Swift. If you're lucky enough to be different, never change. And I understand that that is a really hard concept for anyone between the ages of 10 to 18, even into their mid-20s, to really understand because standing out is scary. Standing out of the crowd makes people point at us. It makes us a target for other people's um, volatility, really, in terms of one day you're dressed this way, one day you're dressed that way. Somebody's going to notice and point it out and make fun of you. And that's the hard part about being a teenager. That was our awkward years when we were going through all of our ebbs and flows and changes and going through growth spurts. Like We got made fun of for being human. Now getting made fun of is a whole other level because it's not an isolated incident anymore, right? It doesn't happen within the school hallways and stay in the school hallways. Now it gets transferred to an online platform where, you know, millions of people have the opportunity to see it and weigh in. And that's kind of our next call to action in terms of giving your child the space to, yes, explore online, but you need to be the parent that puts guardrails on that so she doesn't get lost in the sauce. So yes, fine. If if you have already decided that she can have social media and it's been years, you're not going to take that away from her. That is not right. the appropriate step. If yeah. you are a parent that is listening and has not given their child social media yet, continue to heed. Continue to heed as the evidence comes out about how much it is destroying our children's brains. But if you're already there, our next step is you have to give them opportunities to really explore who they are and what they enjoy. That is extracurricular activities, not overloading them with extracurricular activities, but have them pick some sort of a sport or a club that they can fully participate in and see if that is something they enjoy. Find time to go to things like museums or concerts so they can really see what's out in the world that they might be drawn to, something that's not on their screen for them to absorb. Which leads me to the next point. Are you making them take digital detoxes? That's part of the boundaries we're talking about, because if they are so absorbed with the world that has been created for them online, they need to be able to unplug from that to check back in with what's actually going on right in front of their face and understand what's going on realistically in the reality that they are a part of right now. And that is so integral for so many reasons, right? Just as an aside, being online so much dulls your child's senses. Uh-huh. We're talking about one thing that it does to the to all of our brains. It makes us think that certain things are okay because we see them all day, every day. Pornography is an incredible example of that. We see sexually explicit images online all the time, so it dulls the senses to them. And then when we see something happening in real life, IRL, We either don't stand up for it because we think it's normal or we're okay being on the receiving end of whatever that is 
because we think it's normal. So a digital detox is so important for you to do, not only for yourself, but to make sure is a part of how your family operates as well. So your child understands the difference between being in real life and being online. Amen. Something I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to call out with you sharing all of it, so good, is that we as parents, myself included, I have to catch myself. It's it's a constant practice of wanting your kid to be well-rounded so you just throw them in doing all of the things. I want them to be in the clubs and the sports and the birthday parties and the this, that, 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 you know, where we just like drive our kids schedule on overdrive and we don't allow them any space to retreat and to like give them space to just be curious and like explore their creativity um, because it is so regimented and that leads to burnout. So the things that we're talking about, it's like putting them in all of these activities, they're not going to want to do it. They're going to want to quit. And then that is the, oh my gosh, the recipe of your child, your daughter, then spending hours scrolling aimlessly and comparing herself to all of these false personas online. So just a reminder to my parents tuning in is checking in on your kiddo's schedule and making sure that there is space and time and and ways for your kid to unplug um, and decompress in alignment with or in in align with the digital detox. Yeah. The last thing we want to talk about in terms of action steps you can take. And yes, we're well aware that these steps mean that you have to be more involved. I think that's another call out as well. You have to do your research or at least have people on your side who are doing the research for you that you're tuning into and aligning yourself with. Mm-hmm. Digital literacy is so important. Mayor, I've mentioned what in it. the world is that? Well, I've mentioned it several times, real world versus online. Yeah. Online world is not the real world. There are snippets of real things happening online, but on social media, especially now with the onslaught of artificial intelligence being thrown at us, very little of what we see is actually real. A real story, a real picture, a real video. With the tools that we have to edit things now, literally very little of what we see online is the real story. I watched a video earlier of someone outside and it was this, you know, she was in like a a pasture and it, it was fine. But what she did was cut part of it out, create a lake and some fall foliage and a castle. So it made it seem like she went from Wyoming to England and was having this incredible <laughs> vacation. And it was a video. So she tur- she's in this beautiful red dress. She turns around, smiles at the camera, and then goes running towards the castle. So what happens in our brain when we see something like that, and it's one of our friends or an influencer that we follow, we start to think that we're not enough or where we are isn't where we should be. Yeah. That we should be having this lavish vacation over in England. This girl is in Wyoming, right? She is in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) She. So 
when I when I say that you need to be more involved, like you need to put in more work and more effort as a parent now, you need to understand what digital literacy actually means and and media literacy. It's teaching girls to critically evaluate the content that they consume and recognize that some of it, a lot of it isn't going to necessarily be the 100% truth. Yeah. That means they're using discernment to be able to understand what's for them and what's not for them and to not compare where they are with where someone else is because realistically, somebody probably spent an hour and a half on that post editing it, making it look different, chat GPTing it. It's not even their words anymore. So as a parent, you have to continually be in the conversation around what's real and what's not, because it is very easy as a 35-year-old woman to get lost in what other people are doing online. And I know full well that what I'm seeing isn't an accurate representation of what's actually going on. It's so true. And who told us, or we probably stumbled upon this, that when you know, we see things online, the highlight reel. We don't know what happens five minutes after that or what happened five minutes prior to that, that perfectly curated video, the fully edited. I mean, the fact that that girl was able to show you as the consumer, hey, I live in Nebraska and I'm going to pretend to totally transform where I'm at to make Mm -hmm. me look even like that's wild to me. And it is, it's so important to to talk to your kids specifically about what they're consuming online. But Mary and I hear it all the time with friendship drama on Snapchat, that your daughter is a part of a group chat and then she gets left behind and sees that her friends formed another group chat and then she's starting to see photos and yada, yada. So it doesn't just have to be your daughter's influencers that she's admiring on TikTok. It can be her friends that she's hanging out with in real life that is making her feel less than. So the language that you have mom and dad is so important to then teach her because these kids will not ever have a chance to turn it off unless we really force these digital detoxes. Right. And that's hard. That's really hard on your mental health, on your emotional health, on everything. So we can't stress it enough that if your daughter isn't on social media, but she might have like a couple of apps here and there, just check in, check in to have these conversations and give her the vocabulary to be able to come to you. Or if she's not, that you can come to her and speak her language. And what if you don't have the vocabulary to help? That's where we come in. Our organization focuses on building, like I said, those foundational skills in these girls. And what we know, what we've noticed is that if parents lack the skills, their daughters are going to lack the skills. And that's where we really want to infiltrate. That's where we want our work to really matter. We want to teach mom and dad what is important for them to focus on in order to help raise their daughter in a digital world that can influence their identity at the drop of a hat. We focus on really developing character skills and, you know, life lessons that will help them 
stand out and stand up for themselves in a world that's trying to get them to conform and do what they want them to do as opposed to standing up for themselves and really establishing their own individual identity. So heading into 2024, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that. We're at right at the <laughs> we're we're in November right what? now. What? Heading into 2024, we're really doubling down on access to information, courses, tools for our community to be able to conduct this work in their own home. So a parent sees it, takes a course of ours, learns themselves up on what these important character strengths are and how to really help their daughter embody them, how to really pull these character strengths out of your girls in order for them to be able to practice them in everyday life, whether they're in real life or online, it doesn't matter. Obviously, they're going to be on both platforms, if you will, and they need to be strong in these areas. So if you are someone who's like, I don't know how to speak this language. I don't spend hours on TikTok. I don't spend time on Snapchat. That's where we want to come alongside and help you really refine your skills as a parent so you're able to turn back around and help your daughter refine who she is as an individual. So she's not so easy to push over. So she's not so easy to conform. And we're really excited about the expansion of services because we've spent the last three years doing all of this work in person in Arizona. And we've listened to continual requests for this work to be elsewhere. California, Texas, Florida, (laughs) we've gotten inquiries from all of the other states around us. And we've needed to really lay our foundation of the work we've done in person to be able to offer services that we feel like are of value to go for it. So Mm -hmm. 2024 is the year we are going for it. You can find garb and lingo all around character strengths on our website right now. We have a couple of freebies for you that we would love for you to get started on in terms of learning what these character strengths are uh, as a basis and and then go from there. We'll have a we'll have a plethora of of services and offerings for you that we are so freaking excited about. We're pumped and we'll have all of that information below in our show notes so that you can access the links quickly. Um, And like Mayor said, check out our website too, girlsmentorship.com. But we are so excited to really, to take our impact beyond our backyard, beyond where what we've been doing for the last three years, because we know parents need it now more than ever. And so do your girls. So with that said, stay safe out there. If this um, episode resonated with you or you know somebody that needs to hear it, please share it. We, we'd love to hear your takeaways on social media. We'd love to see you generating conversations around it. And the more you can generate conversations, the more other people are going to have access to conversations like this. Um, so like I said, Stay safe out there, stay diligent, stay using your discernment. And until next time, we'll see you on the next episode of What's the Lesson. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson. If you're feeling the same, I can do anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes Town? 
We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.